Ladies and gentlemen, you're hearing my voice. This is a bonus episode of Center Stand. That's right. I'm not getting paid. So the leash is off. I can do whatever I want. We've turned it up to 11. This is episode number 11, Spinal Tap uh, reference for those of you who actually watch movies every now and then. So uh, Center Stand episode number 11, we decided that we were going to um, kind of cover some of the past shows and we're going to have a conversation with the producer of this show. You have probably met her at an IMS event. If not, you need to know who this person is because she's the one that can help your company get the news that you want to get out to the motorcycle world. And that is the lovely and talented, and I got to say, very hardworking, Lauren Lloyd, ladies and gentlemen. How are you, Lauren? I am great. I'm happy to be here. It's it's definitely a different perspective not being behind the scenes, but I'm I'm excited to be here. Curtain unveiled. Well, you know, it's you you are busy making sure everybody else gets a microphone stuck in their face. So we're turning it back on you uh, here on uh, on episode 11. What we decided we wanted to do is kind of like uh, cover the season a little bit. But uh, one of the biggest announcements not just for us, literally in the entire motorcycle world and the motorcycle universe is certainly in the, uh, you know, in the U.S. as applies to business was our announcement about IMS Outdoors, um, that all of the traditional international motorcycle shows, the indoor shows that have been, you know, sort of hallmarks of the motorcycle industry for uh, 39 years, all of those shows indoors are canceled but they have been moved to an outdoor venue and a, a summer schedule um so that's one of the key things that we really want to talk about um i know lauren um you and the team have been working on a ton of stuff i don't get to sit in the office or the virtual office as it were uh with you guys but uh, maybe we can go through some of that and reveal a little bit of uh a little bit of behind the scenes and a little bit of kind of coolness of what's coming up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's been a lot of work in the making. So for the past 39, almost 40 years, it's been that traditional indoor format. And for the past five or so years, we've been working pretty hard to identify what does the industry need? What do consumers need? And how can we evolve the event, involve the tour that everyone loves to reflect those and really support those. So thus, <laughs> Progressive IMS Outdoors was born. Boom. Uh, we, yeah. I, you know, you, you hit on something here. I'm going to interrupt you. But you, I, you hit on something here, and that is the fact that this has been a discussion for five years. The pandemic put the foot on the accelerator, so to speak, sped all the stuff up. But we've been talking about adding outdoor shows to our tour for a very long time now within the team. And now all of a sudden, you know, because of global situations being what they are, all of a sudden this is happening and we're, we're all pretty stoked about it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like you said, it, it, it has been that five years in the making, but it, it does everything that's going on in the world. It definitely helps spur this and be, make it a reality, make it the reality it is today. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it, it definitely affords a better opportunity for brands to connect with consumers, right? You can get on more demo rides. You can do more than just an on-street demo. 
um, turn it into like that fun atmosphere event that everyone wants to go to. Make it more than just the motorcycle event. Make it that family friendly, learn how to ride, dance to music and ride a motorcycle type event. Well, that's, I mean, that's one of the things that we always tried to bring into the motorcycle show. I mean, literally culminating with like discover the ride and getting to ride motorcycles actually inside the venues. That's pretty sick. So, um, you know, and like wheelie machines and, and the seminars and really trying to bring that live aspect. So it's not just like some sort of just museum show where there's a bunch of stuff behind ropes and you can't really touch it or look at it or you know, you know all you can do is look at it is what I meant to say so um so you're going to give us a whole laundry list of all the venues and everywhere we're going is that right yes yes I am absolutely okay. yeah so we actually made this announcement uh two weeks ago 10 days mm -hmm. to be exact so um it kicks off in my favorite city Denver I'm biased. Denver. I live here, nice. oh, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we kick it off in mid June and um, it span the whole tour itself um, spans from June all the way through October. So it's going to be a huge portion of everyone's year next year. So kick it off in June in, in Colorado. Where then in Colorado? We, can we say where? We can. We're in, in Loveland. It's right outside of Denver. Yeah, but where? Where do, Where am I shipping mm -hmm. my packages? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Robert Pandia. We can't. We haven't announced the venues yet. So come so on, come on, give me a nugget. <laughs> all right, Loveland. Um, hmm, that's about all you get. <laughs> oh God, this is brutal, guys. This is brutal. I know. I know. We're just trying to keep everyone excited on their toes, trying to listen to us as we, you know, we we keep going out with more announcements. <laughs> All right. So if you can't tell us like detailed vent, can we at least, can we go through the list of cities that we're in now? If you guys can deduce what venue we might be in the city, then it's like a weird little, you know, trivia contest with, uh, with no prizes, but we're going to, uh, uh, Lauren. Okay. Give us the list of cities. Let's go. Okay. All right. Starting from the top, we're going to Loveland, Colorado. Irvine, California, Sonoma, California, Elgin, Illinois, Brooklyn, New York, Carlisle, Pennsylvania, Lebanon, Tennessee, Lakeland, Florida, and last but not least, Conyers, Georgia. Conyers, All right. Georgia. Now, All right. Yep, yep. No, All so, right. So, okay. Your, but, <laughs> time for the what? The deducing? In, yep, in investigation skills. All right. All of you guys... Uh, I don't want to, I don't want to get canned. I want to do, I want to do, uh, you know, season two of center stand. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna float any out there. Sonoma, California, but, uh, I do know I'll be going on a wine tour when I'm on that one. Definitely. Um, so what's cool about these particular venues is that all of them are going to offer like outdoor demo opportunities. And of course it's the middle of the summer when we're doing all this stuff. So the weather's going to be great. And it's not just going to be necessarily riding motorcycles around a parking lot, but um, are we are we talking? Can you maybe dive into some of the details of the show? Off-road demos, side-by-side -side mm -hmm. demos. What are we talking about? Yeah, so I think that's something that's going to definitely stand IMS Outdoors apart from that traditional show that everyone is familiar with and actually loves. But we're taking 
all of those aspects and familiarity and just putting it on a like a grander scale. So you can't, it's not only on-road demos, we're gonna have off-road tracks, we're gonna have side-by-side tracks. You can learn to ride, we're taking Discover the Ride and we're elevating that as well. So we're gonna have um, the mm. opportunity to potentially even do, learn how to ride on um, a dirt track. We're going to elevate the experience for the whole family. So even if you don't know how to ride, it's more than just discover the ride. It's going to have other aspects that are adjacent to the the motorcycle industry. So camping, let's talk about um, RVing, um, electric. Whoa, 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 wait, hold on a minute. (laughs) Wait, wait, we're gonna be, do we get to camp? Are you saying we get to camp at some of these locations? Absolutely, right, because I mean, a a lot of people are going to use this as an opportunity to plan their their road trip to the nearest venue and nearest location that's closest to them. So part of that right. is going to be camping. So there's going to be dry camping um, available so that you can experience all three days, set up camp with your friends, family, enjoy the whole the whole fiesta, the whole weekend. How cool is that? Yeah. And none yeah. of those cities that you that you rattled off, even Loveland is out is out a little bit, right? But none of those cities are you know like downtown chicago right i mean we're going to be out in the country a little bit more so i assume that even if you're not going to the show there might be some good riding in the area so um ims outdoors goes from being like a few hours of a you know an indoor motorcycle show to possibly being a whole weekend kind of destination thing it's pretty cool yeah yeah absolutely i mean there are aspects there there's a little bit of diversity in the different locations. We are going to have a little bit more of the country feel to the urban feel, right? So the New York is going to have that more urban vibe. So we're trying to run the whole gamut of experiences that you can have on, on two, four wheels. I, I, I'm not sure I want to go camping in New York city. <laughs> Don't I, knock it till well, you tried I'm, it. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. That's an assumption on my part. Shame on me. Um, so uh, that's just a quick highlight of what's coming up for IMS Outdoors. Um, you know, you can log into continuetheride.com, dear listener, and you can uh, sign up for um, email blasts. And I would assume that that uh, is going to be one of the first places that gets that news. Is that right? Yeah, Question absolutely. Mark? Yep. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. And then we're also going to be updating our website, which is motorcycleshows.com. So that's where all of the, when we do enhance the exact venues and any other more information, it's all going to be available on that site. There you go. Okay. So thank you very much for that mm-hmm. kind of hint, but not a hint. You're so good at what you do. All right. Um, let's talk a little bit about what we have done in the past. And um, I want to go through some of uh, just real quick highlights of uh, season one. We did um, we did 10 shows. We had a lot of great guests on. And Lauren, you, you and, and uh, Audrey and Tam did just such a great job of coordinating a lot of guests and we had a huge variety on there so first off thank you for all that behind the scenes work you did um to uh to get the content that people want to hear about yeah absolutely it's been so much fun honestly we're so excited for season two and three but yeah let's let's do a little bit of reflecting 
Yeah, let's go. Let's go back in the, in the way back machine. The way back machine. <laughs> so, um, so we did have a pretty wide variety of guests: um, giant bicycles, Janus motorcycles, Zero, um, uh, the leaders from Atwild, uh, and then wrapped it up. The last show was genuine, real reporters from CNN Business and the New York Times. Um, I mean. A, a, pretty wide variety of people but um i you know i've got a few of my favorite episodes and and some of our guests and lauren maybe you can reflect on some of these as well but one of my favorite episodes was episode four while we were talking about bringing in new riders along sort of millennial land uh and um and then also even some senior riders um, and that was uh, Grant Loganbaugh from Janus Motorcycles and J.P. Stacy from Match Marketing. And that was a really smart conversation about different ways to connect to uh, different types of riders that um, that maybe isn't being done by the traditional manufacturers out there. Yeah, and, and it's just that interesting take to that, that episode just because – it is this whole demographic that's coming into the not only not only ridership but also the workforce. So it's so important to understand that perspective when not only marketing to, but you know, trying to get people to work for you and understand that mindset. Yeah, and that's one of the criticisms I've had of the industry is that sometimes we maybe we pay lip service to um, certain categories. Female ridership was was um, one for a long time, but there's actually stuff happening now, which is pretty great. But I think one of the things is we talk about, you know, millennial riders and stuff, like, but we don't talk to millennial riders enough. We don't talk to brands that are resonating with, with those um, riders very much, you know. Um, one of my favorite episodes, again, was um, episode seven. We had Portia Taylor and Jamie Dempsey, Portia from Black Girls Ride and Jamie from uh, Atwild. And and that was about, you know, obviously increasing female ridership and two women who are coming at it from, you know, really different directions uh, and and shows to me the progress that that the industry has been making in not just the you know the shrink it and pink it attitude but the actual like you know putting budget towards and real energy towards increasing female ridership which i contend is the number one way to increase motorcycle sales across the board um and uh, portia and jamie just were a fantastic interview on uh, episode seven yeah i mean i gotta say i'm i'm probably a little bit partial right being a female but i thought that this was one that really resonated with me they did such a great job of having that that candid yet like prolific conversation on such a honestly it's a heavy topic right um there's so much opportunity and i think what really resonated with what they were saying from that episode is you know women aren't just a marketing tactic it's that, like you said, it's that huge pool of opportunity that can drive growth. Um, and I mean, this, we, I think we really kicked off this conversation in this episode, but it was carried out honestly through pretty much every one of the episodes. And like you said, it's, 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 it's good to see that this isn't something that people are just yammering about now. It's an understood and being acted upon issue. Um, that is, like you said, it's, 
women are pretty much half of this population. That's a huge opportunity. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And that's and one of our other guests, uh, Kelly Yazdi from uh, from the Ride Wild Collective, she was also talking about that, but she was talking about it more in the level of uh, community along with our, our, our other guest on that show was Brian Carroll from the movie Why We Ride. And he wasn't really talking about the movie Why We Ride as much as he was talking about sort of like the event stuff. Why We Ride as a brand literally has hundreds and thousands of hundreds of thousands of followers. Uh, and um, and they are coming back. It was it was a conversation about community at a time where we're all supposed to be, you know, socially distanced and everything like that. Um, but, you know, we know we're going to be past this pandemic at some point. And I think Kelly and Brian both brought that sort of um, optimism of us getting back together as riders again. And you're going to be seeing that certainly at the IMS outdoor schedule. But but man, there's I think there's just going to be such a vacuum that uh, people are just going to be stoked to get back on you know, on their motorcycle and ride with people again. And, and folks like uh, Kelly and Brian get it and are going to deliver it. Yeah. And I think that they, the point that was really made that they did a good job of articulating during this episode was that it's really sharing that love of riding with your fellow power sports enthusiasts. And it's, and it goes beyond just trying to get women on, on two wheels or pretty much anything adventure focused, right? It could be skiing, snowmobiling, mm -hmm. anything. Right. And it just goes to opening your arms to anyone that wants to enter this. Um, like how, how are we going to take a critical look at this industry and like identify how inclusive that we're being toward women, families, anyone that's new. Um, so I think that yeah. this one did a really good job of investigating where we stand and what we can do to to further that. Yeah, uh, you know, and and one significant standout to me, if if this industry actually genuinely wants to fundamentally change the conversation around ridership, um, it was with Ryan McFarland. And Jason Baldwin, Ryan with Strider Bikes, Jason with Kenda Tires. That was episode five. And that was um, talking about youth ridership. And here's Kenda Tires, again, putting their money where their mouth is and investing in youth ridership and bicycling um, as a significant crossover and a precursor to motorcycling. And, and Ryan, I know his story. I've been lucky to be around Strider Bikes for quite a while, but he rather selfishly started Strider bikes. So he would be getting to ride motorcycles with his son, which he's getting to do now uh, because his son started on a, on a balance bike. So, so he really legitimized the pedalist, you know, learning experience and, and throwing out uh, training wheels uh, and getting, you know, kids as young as, you know, a couple of years old to start, you know, striding, on these bikes, which ultimately, if we're patient enough, turns into motorcycling um, for a significant population there. So that, I think, is something that, you know, I've, I've said it before, we got to get our eyes off our front fender and we have to look 10 years down the road. And, you know, the eight-year-old kid who is in, um, you know, kindergarten or, or uh, you know, early elementary school now, 
is going to be an 18-year-old in a decade. And if that kid was exposed to riding and balancing on two wheels when they were eight, that's just going to be part of their life all the way up to the point where they're, you know, a young adult and start considering transportation options out there. So we got to get going on that stuff now. Yeah. Yeah. This one honestly resonates with my life just because my sister has, he's not, he just turned one and he is so obsessed with his strider. It's, it's the cutest thing ever, but he already has grown his balance and comfort with, you know, granted it's a rocker, but he's, he's growing that familiarity with being on something that you need to balance when, you know, he's, he's going to be excited to graduate up to the next level and that's going to stick with him forever. So, I mean, that's just like a real life example of that episode coming to fruition pretty much, or it will, the kid's crazy. He's going to absolutely love anything adventurous, but. Well, that's um, it. I mean, that's what we've got to appreciate the great outdoors. And when you're a little kid, there's no better way of absorbing more of the great outdoors than being outside and being on two wheels, which is pretty epic. And then one of the other the other guests that that was a favorite and and I, I chatted with him before, but not really like, you know, uncovered a lot of. Um, of what he was doing, really realizing what he was doing was Austin Rothbard from Twisted Road. Austin um, uh, came on with Mike Shadivi from uh, uh, Windy City Cycles in Chicago. And he was talking about how Twisted Road's motorcycle rental program, which is like, you know, like the Airbnb of motorcycles in a way, but how that's actually expanding into dealers who are able now through that program to offer extended demos and um and mike has been using that as a sales tool to to you know sell more motorcycles and this is a whole new way of engaging customers and and letting them try a few different motorcycles and really giving them something that they that they want right yeah i think that this was a great example of listening to the customer listening to okay what is it that they really want what is going to make those sales and it's testing out the product more basically austin did such a good job of analyzing what the rider base is looking for and then the dealership can then apply that and i think that that's really going to be so key for not only dealers but just i mean brands themselves reaching new customers and making sure you're engaging with them and not maybe the traditional format that didn't work, right? It's it's trying to find these new avenues to engage with customers because consumer purchasing consumer purchasing behaviors they are constantly changing. So I think they did. You guys did a really good job of analyzing that during that episode. I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap this little uh, uh, summary show up here in a minute here, and and uh, I will ask Lauren once again to read through all of the uh, the towns and you know that we're gonna be in across the country with IMS Outdoor. So bust that list out again. But uh, but again, um, you know the Center Stand podcast is designed to talk to the motorcycle industry. It's not necessarily a conversation with consumers, although, you know, customers can hear this if they want to. Um, and I want to uh, thank all of the dealers, the the folks in the industry who reached out to me through LinkedIn and, and, uh, uh, and who are following along uh, and want to have this conversation. We would really like to hear, you know, what you would like out of Center Stand next year. 
Um, so you can send those suggestions by email is the best way to do that. Um, and that's IMSPR at Informa.com. That's short for International Motorcycle Show's press relations. So IMSPR at Informa.com. Uh, Lauren will get those notes. And if there's if there's a, a somebody you want to talk to um, or hear from, um, we really want to hear those suggestions. So, uh, and, or you can come visit us at one of the outdoor venues and come find me or come find Lauren and uh, uh, we'll be happy to talk about that. Lauren, why don't you go through that list of, uh, of uh, cities and states we're going to be in again? Yeah, absolutely. I, so hopefully we'll see one of you guys, see you guys in at least one, if not all, of the following locations. So we have Loveland, Colorado, which is outside of Denver, Irvine, California for Southern California, and for Northern California, Sonoma, Elgin, Illinois, outside of Chicago, Brooklyn, New York, Carlisle, Pennsylvania, Lebanon, Tennessee, Lakeland, Florida, and then lastly, Conyers, Georgia. Oh man. Well, that's going to be, it's going to be one heck of a road trip, uh, coming up this summer is going to be pretty epic, a little bit of crossing back and forth around this beautiful country, getting to do it with motorcycles. I want to thank all of you guys for listening to season one of center stand again. Thank you very much to, uh, Lauren and her team of producers who helped out with this. Uh, thank you to Sam Bendall for uh, editing our stuff and um, and deleting all of the uh, files that need to be deleted. <clears throat> Thanks, Sam. Appreciate that. Um, again, we're going to be kicking off season two. We'd love to hear what it is you guys want to talk about. Our goal is to uh, try and bring in some celebrity element, bring in some of the uh, uh, the real big names in uh, power sports. Um, so we're going to be working on that a little bit. Um, we want to explore how to execute on programs that are going to increase new riderships in a tangible way. We're going to continue the conversation about um, increasing female ridership in a tactical, tangible way. This is really important stuff. Uh, and then uh, how the dealership experience is going to be changing. So um, again, you can follow that IMS Outdoors 2021 tour announcements and all the updates. Uh, log on to MotorcycleShows.com, sign up at ContinueTheRide.com. Uh, and uh, while you're waiting uh, for uh, season two of Center Stand, um, please go back, review some of these past shows. I'm really proud of the work we did. We did have some great conversations. Um, you can watch or listen to all of those at uh, continuetheride.com. Lauren, thank you so much for our super bonus Turn It Up to 11 episode of Center Stand Season 1. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah, it was a blast. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We're, we're jazzed about the upcoming season and for the 2021 tour. It's going to be sweet. All right, everybody. Yeah. Uh, happy holidays to you. Everybody stay safe out there and uh, we will see you on the other side of the end of this god awful year of 2020 moving on towards the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Center Stand Season 2 is going to be firing up in January and I look forward to chatting with you all again then. We'll talk to you later.